Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Come on, side, 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 side. <laughs> Today's show is sponsored by PDM. Pod Digital Media, the number one multicultural podcast app, is here. PDM, Pod Digital Media, is the very first black-owned podcast app. You can listen to shows from every single category, like sports, business, health, lifestyle, and culture, all from creators of color like me. Download it today in the Apple App Store and listen to new shows. Plus, if you want to release a podcast, record it and release it directly from the app. PDM, Pod Digital Media app. Download it right now. Tell them Ed Lover sent you. Come on, son, son. Today, tonight, tomorrow, what up? Said Lover, come on, son, the podcast overseen by Combat Jack. As always, right? His voice? It's very early in the morning. That's why my voice sounds like that. Plus, weather is changing. It's just gone crazy, man. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. DJ Quick pulled a really bad April Fool's Day joke on April Fool's Day. So did Michael Strahan. But I think uh, Quick was trending. I don't I don't remember if Michael Strahan was trending or not. That was uh, tomorrow or tonight or today, whichever it was. Today, tomorrow, you know what I mean, tonight. Well, people really didn't take too much to the wit. Quick was doing with his April Fool's Day joke. Michael Strahan thought it was cute to let everybody know that he was closing the gap in his mouth. And he really wasn't closing the gap in his mouth. So that was that. Young Jock had a fake beard that he got painted on. Now, I have a beard. I have a full beard. It took me a long time to grow my beard, like to the fullness that I wanted it to. It took a long time. And Young Jock went on and had a beard put on his face. I guess that was an April Fool's Day joke, too. But people drug his ass for that. You know Young Jock, the, rap, the rapper uh, slash reality TV star. Cool dude. Every time I run into Jock, we always have a good laugh and smile and all of that stuff. So he's a really cool dude. You know what I mean? So I enjoy his company whenever I see him. Um, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, back and forth to Chicago, uh, doing my radio show. And then I come home probably every weekend or every other weekend. I'm at home. And uh, I run into Jock when I host different things out here in the Atlanta, Georgia area. A club called Vista Vibes. They, it's in Tucker, Georgia. See, that's what a lot. Let me let me explain something to y'all. Y'all get mixed up with the surrounding areas of Atlanta 
that aren't actually Atlanta. Like, I think even people that are born and raised in Atlanta don't like it. It doesn't bother me because I've only been here like five years, you know, living in Atlanta. I originally came to Atlanta because I was working for Urban One, which used to be Radio One, and I had a syndicated um, morning show. The Ad Lover Show was syndicated through Reach Media slash Urban One. Try to make it seem like it's two separate entities, but it's it's all the same thing. If it's owned by the same people, it's the same entity. If if the guy that owns Reach Media is like a senior vice president of Urban One, same company. You dig what I'm saying? If you, especially if you rolling out your syndicated shows all on Urban One stations first, it's the same company. So I was here. That's how I got to Atlanta. I came from Sirius XM um, first. Yeah, Backspin was the station I was on. I almost forgot the name of the damn station. We played throwbacks. That's all we did. I had crazy interviews, Kevin Hart, Tribe Called Quest before Fife died, Mob Deep, Town Hall before Prodigy died. Um, all of those. I had all those. Eminem, I remember Eminem, <clears throat> excuse me, I told you I was early in the morning, <clears throat> this is real, this is real with me, so this is how I do things, so let me pause for the cause, then I come back and tell y'all the Eminem story, hold on, okay, I'm back, y'all, had to go get some water, so, I'm at Backspin, all these interviews. I think it was their 15th year anniversary or 10 year anniversary for Shade 45, which was right down the hall from the studio I used to broadcast in. And Eminem was coming in the building. So I'm asking everybody, yo, can, let me, can I get an interview with him since, you know, I was on live that night? Oh, he's just coming in for the Shade 45 stuff. He ain't doing da 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 da. Like, Nobody even asked him. And that's the thing that pissed me off. So I'm figuring he going to Shade 45. The studio I was broadcasting out of that night, he had to walk down the hallway. And the studio was all glass, so you could see right into the studio. So I wanted to make sure that Eminem saw me. Sitting there, we broadcasting. All this commotion is going on in the, you know, in the, Serious XM Studios because Eminem is there. Um, so I'm broadcasting, so I can't even go down the hallway to see what's going on. But I can see, feel the energy change. I can see all the movement. Um, I sent somebody down there to find out what's going on. It was like, Emma's here. They're doing all these photos and celebration of, you know, Shade 45. Him curating Shade 45 on. Serious XM. So cool. All these big wigs are there, whatever. So he, they finally, I'm still in my studio. They dispatch Eminem to go down to Shade 45, I guess, to get on the air and say whatever, whatever. And um, he passes right by my studio. And while I'm sitting there on the air broadcasting, Paul Rosenbaum's eye catches my eye, and I point to M. You know, just so maybe I could say what's up. Because at that point, I'm already speaking. 
So M takes a look at me, throws his hands in the air, and walks right into my studio and sits down, grabs a pair of headphones, and me and him have a dope-ass conversation on Sirius XM. I had to have him for like 40 minutes. And then he, uh, I miss Sirius XM a lot sometimes. Because with Sirius XM, I didn't have a lot of, matter of fact, I never did. I never had a program director's meeting about my content. What I should say, what I shouldn't say. You know, make sure that you do this because your target audience is this. I, I left because I wanted to be syndicated and they wouldn't match the money. And that's that's the truth. The money, I told them that what the offer was. I didn't tell them exact number because you never tell exact numbers, but I gave them an opportunity to get close to match the number. And I don't think they thought I was seriously leaving. <laughs> that's before it was Rock the Bells and it was Backspin. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. I liked the freedom of Sirius XM, and this podcast has taken that space, the freedom to tell a story the way I want to tell a story, the freedom to use expletives if I feel like it. I could do that on on Sirius XM. That's where um, um, Fuck You Fridays came from. We used to do that every Friday, like right before you call up and you could just say fuck you to anybody you wanted to. Every Friday. Didn't transfer well over the terrestrial radio, as you can imagine. But I enjoyed it. When we was on Sirius XM, we had a ball doing it. Um, when we first came to Atlanta, it worked very well. And then when I took it to Chicago, for some reason, it just didn't transfer well. Tried it for a little while. Like anything else, you try it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So... That was a cool thing about being over there is the um, opportunity to interview so many people. And you would have that opportunity a lot, but my problem, another problem I had when I was there, since I'm walking down memory lane of Sirius XM, is my show was from 6 to 10. And... I was voice tracking the show when I first got there, and then they put me on live. But I didn't have a permanent studio because they said at the time they didn't have permanent studio space for Backspin because Backspin, up until that point, was a voice track show. Shout out to Bugsy, one of my idols in radio, Fred Bugs. He was he was voice tracking for Backspin and a lot of different. Um, shows on Sirius XM. So we didn't you would just come in, go into a little voice tracking booth, do your tracks in certain spaces, and then that was it. And I really wanted a live show and they gave me a live show. But the problem was they didn't have a permanent studio for me. So once they figured out a schedule when I went live from six PM to ten PM, I knew what studio I was going to be in on whatever day of the week, right? And so did my producer, Lady Shells. And so did my man, DJ Omanaya. Shout out to him, who was my DJ on Fridays and stuff. And we had guest DJs. And a lot of times, just my co-host. Like, he wasn't even getting paid. And he was there every single day. Went on to do the Wendy Williams show, Wendy Williams tour. Now he's 
A Boogie with the Hoodies DJ when he's on tour. Been all over the world, man. I'm so proud of this dude. This dude was my tour DJ when I do stand-up. <clears throat> it came to Sirius XM every night. Parked his car. I had to pay for that, pay for gas. It wasn't even getting paid from Sirius XM. And I was working on that. That's another reason why. I was like, here's somebody that adds so much to the show. Give him something. Put him on, you know, something. Like, he, they, wouldn't even, they didn't want to give him a key card. Like, come on, y'all. Like, put the man up in the building. But anyway, <laughs> a lot of the big-name artists that would come through Sirius XM um, will come in the daytime because a lot of times they just couldn't come at night, you know, for different reasons. You know, Kevin Hart being one of those guys, I remember he was coming through doing radio tour for a movie or something, but he couldn't come at night. I couldn't get him to come at nighttime. So he would come in the day, and they would tell me who was coming through, what time, if I wanted to get an interview. And I'd be like, yeah, I want an interview, but I live in New Jersey. Sirius XM was in the middle of Manhattan. I'm not going to... Now, I don't know if y'all know about the middle of Manhattan. Like, Sirius XM, the building was across the street from Radio City Music Hall. That's the heart of 6th Avenue in Manhattan. The heart of it. Where traffic is heavy, there's nowhere to park, you can never find me. Right in the theater district, y'all. You're not finding nowhere to park, and parking is astronomical. Okay? So to take the train from my house in New Jersey took me over an hour on the train. So if Kevin Hart is coming in at one or one thirty, and I have thirty minutes with Kevin Hart. So that's two o'clock. What am I supposed to do from two o'clock to six o'clock at night? Sit in a chair? I can't go back home if I this that doesn't make sense. By the time I get home, it'd be three thirty, and I got to be on the air at six. Didn't make sense. So they had empty offices upstairs. So I said, let me get an office. I can bang out some work. Right. Let me and I can put a futon in the office and I can go to sleep. Now, take a nap. And by the time I get up and eat, it'd be time for me to go on air. Oh, we don't know if we can find office space. Now, I'm upstairs all the time and I see at least eight to nine empty offices. Oh, we're moving people around and some people are going to be taking those offices. That was another thorn in my side. And soon as I decided to leave. They all of a sudden magically found an office for me. Because I always wanted to do the best show that I could do. I was all I'm always the person that if the per that if the person that I'm interviewing is worthy of me coming back to the radio station to interview them, I will. Now we have this Zoom and all of these other platforms where whoever I want to interview, I can interview them via that platform, like, I could get on a platform and talk to RL. I could get on a platform, on Zoom platform or whatever platform, and speak to Kevin Hart. I don't have to wait till they come into the studio. But at that point, when I was on Backspin, those things didn't exist. So when you did an interview with somebody, you did an interview in the studio when they came to the studio. Same way with Madonna. Madonna was up there 
They done clear the hall out. I'm standing there like I'm I'm coming in for work. Oh, you got to clear the hall out because Madonna's coming through. I'm like, I'm not. Um, she was coming from the Howard Stern side, which was a whole different side of Sirius XM, which you needed a key card to get in. He had offices over there. He had his own studio, everything. Gave Howard Stern big money, y'all. Right? So I'm like, okay. Now, I got a little bit of history, actually a lot of history, and a lot of very, very famous people that I've met over my course of period of time um, I met some on their way up, others through mutual friends when they were already who they turned out to be. Sometimes early in their career, sometimes later on in their career. Rita Franklin was, she was already a queen of soul when I met her because Rita Franklin been doing this before I was born, so. <coughs> but Madonna, from way back in Danceteria days, excuse me, being around Russell Simmons and various other times, ran into Madonna. You know, Madonna and Pac was cool, and me and Pac was cool, so hung out with Madonna, knew Madonna, yeah. She walks through the hallway, and I say, hey, Madonna. You know, everybody's, like, so whispering. And I go, hey, Madonna. Say, hey, Ed, how you, baby? What's up? Give me a big-ass hug. Dumb egg on your face again. Like, a lot of times during my time period at SiriusXM and other radio stations, I have been totally underestimated as to who I know. Now, don't get me wrong. Knowing somebody casually... And knowing them is totally two different things. And because I've been in the business for so long, people think that people that I know casually, I know, no. No, Madonna is not my homegirl or my best friend or somebody that's come to my house. Like I said, met her through Russell back in the Dance Interior days. Dance Interior was a huge club in New York, by the way. Met her through Russell Simmons back then. And then... Met her, knew her through Tupac. Like, we hung out on different occasions. But we ain't close. We don't have each other's phone number. Like, you can't go to Madonna and say, give me Ed Lover's number. She don't have it. And I and you can't come to me and ask me for it. The same thing with Eminem. There's a mutual respect there. But we ain't homies like he was with Proof. Jay-Z, Beyonce, Mary J. Blige, all the same way. There's a mutual <laughs> early in the morning, y'all, I'm sorry. The mutual respect there, but we are not friends. We know each other. We see each other. It's a mutual respect for the, length, the uh, longevity in the business. I can't pick up the phone and call Jay-Z right now. And a lot of program directors and people at different radio stations I work that think I can. I can't. If I really want to get in touch with him, I'm probably two steps away from him. Probably really one if I really, really need to talk to him because I'm cool as hell with his moms. So, but I'm not going to call his moms to ask his moms to call him to ask for a radio interview or a podcast interview. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That's the way I have kept the amount of love and respect that we have for each other throughout the years because I don't bother people about bullshit. 
I will never come to any of my friends with a business offering unless it's 100% solid. Unless I vetted it 100% and I know this is real, I won't bother them because I never wanted to be the dude they're like, oh, here come Ed. You know what I mean? I never wanted to be that dude. And plus, I'm my own man. If we form a friendship naturally, it's one thing. Like, I just I mentioned DJ Omanaya. Now, that's my guy. Like, been at each other's homes. I was at his wedding. That kind of thing. That's my guy. That's my guy. Like, that's, that's for real, for real. You know what I mean? So, it is what it is, man. So, But people expect you to be that way. Like, you know how many times I get, oh, you didn't go to the Rock Nation brunch? You didn't go to the Grammys? I'm not nominated for a Grammy. I've never been nominated for a Grammy and probably never will. I haven't done anything to get nominated for a Grammy. I'm not the dude that's going to just spend my money on a plane to go to L.A., spend my money on a hotel room for those days that I'm there just to go to Grammy events. <clears throat> that's not me, y'all. Just to go to the Rock Nation brunch? Nah. So I can stand next to Jay-Z and take a picture. So I'm going to spend $1,000, maybe 1500 because I'm not flying from Atlanta to L.A. Anything less than business class. I'm not doing it. I'm too tall. I'll be uncomfortable. And I'm not staying in no cheesy motel. I'm staying in a hotel. At least four stars. I don't cheat myself. I treat myself, right? And I need a car to get around L.A. because I'm not going to be stuck in a hotel and I'm not taking Ubers all over L.A. So it's going to cost me at least $1,500 to $2,000. I need a new outfit. If I'm going to Rock Nation brunch, I got to look fly. Need a new suit. That's $1,000. Custom, $700 minimum. <laughs> Why would I do all that? So I can say I was there? Like I don't I don't I don't get that. I'm my own man, y'all. I don't at this point in my life, I enjoy my company with my friends, and I respect the fact that Jay got his own friends and he enjoys his company with them and, and everybody else does. You know, M does too and Cats, yeah, man. Heavy was like, that's who I, if I could say I hung with anybody for a while, my friends are gone. And not all of them. But on a regular, in in hip-hop, there's probably Tupac. Stretch, definitely, from the line squad. And Heavy D. And even when Heavy D and I weren't in contact for a couple of months, it was always some way, somehow, he found my number or I found his number and we cursed each other out and laughed about where the hell the other one's been and when the other one's been up to and all that. Because, you know, you lose touch. <clears throat> but ain't no love loss. That, that's real shit, y'all. You know what I mean? That's real shit. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling you. That's the way it is, man, sometimes. Business is fickle. Fickle and funny. Funny is a love affair, man. Speaking of love affairs, 
Did y'all see this whole mess with uh with your boy from the Migos? Quavo and uh Sweetie and the elevator fight. Dudes, word of advice. If you get into an altercation with your girlfriend or the woman that you care about, could you just make sure you ain't in the elevator when it happens, man? Man, and that was back in 2020. I don't, I don't, and then he looked, so you could see clearly that she swung at him. And it was some kind of case that he had. I think it was one of, a case from one of the video game cases or something like that. Maybe his system was in there. I don't know. Quavo gave uh, Bobby Schmurter a lot of money when he came out of jail. So maybe he had money in there. I don't know what was in the case. But they was fighting over the case. My super producer, Krista, thinks there was a Birkin bag in there. And Sweet T wasn't trying to let that Birkin bag go. I don't know. But they was tussling over this case, y'all. So, during their tussle, he pulled it and then he pulled her back and he flung her behind him. And she went into the elevator and she fell. And I guess he was so angry with her, he left her there. But anyway, you can see a part when he looks back and he looks up at the camera. And I know once he saw that camera, he was like, oh, my God. Everything I worked so hard for is going down the drain right now. And um, just don't fight in the elevator. Just don't. But they broke up. So it ain't nothing going on between them two. And I haven't really heard an uproar about this uh, so far. Like I did with the Jay-Z Solange thing, the Ray Rice and, and his wife thing. This is a little bit different. I haven't heard a, a, a big, gigantic uproar about it. There hasn't been a canceled Quavo campaign going on. So I guess it's, 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 it's going to go away really quickly and quietly. Um, she hasn't spoken on it, and I haven't seen a statement that Quavo has made on it, and I feel bad. I like their music. I like I like Quavo's and the Migos' music more than I enjoy her music, but I still, I still, uh, I like the Migos' music, man. And um, I think I can separate. I'm getting to the point where I can separate the art from the artist. Like the artist is a human being. The art is something different, you know. Because throughout the, the throughout the history of Music, there have been artists that have done some questionable shit. Extremely questionable. You know, who they married, who they dated. You know, Elvis. Let's keep it 100% real. Nobody canceled Elvis for marrying Lisa Marie or for starting to date her when she was like 15. You know, I guess those times were different. We didn't really have that that much, you know, when it came to age like we do now. Because my grandfather, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, my mother's mom, married my grandfather. He was in his 30s, and she was a teenager. So back then, you know, we're talking probably the 1920s or 30s. So back then... It wasn't really frowned upon for an older gentleman to be with a very young teenager as it is today. It, it wasn't, it just wasn't frowned upon like that. 
you know, for an older guy to be with a young, young girl like that, that, that really wasn't, it wasn't frowned upon. My grandfather did it. So when El, my point is when Elvis got with Lisa Marie, you know, it still wasn't as frowned upon. You know, when Jerry Lee Lewis married his first cousin and she was 13, that was, I think, the 50s and people were in a little bit of an uproar, more so because of it. But come on. Come on. You know, the cancel R. Kelly went down without without a hitch, but can't deny the genius of his music. And slowly but surely, I'm starting to see people listen to R. Kelly's music again. They're not buying it, because buying it would be support, but listening to it, the music that you already have and you already purchased, you said you, you're able to separate it. It took me a long time. I felt weird just being in my car by myself, and I know a lot of you out there listening probably did the same thing. Like listening to R. Kelly in the car by yourself. Like, ah, step in the name of love. And then when you, get, when you see somebody, be like, turn this shit down. I don't want nobody watch me, see me listening to R. Kelly. You know? There's been questions for a lot of artists about how old some women have been that they have gotten with. A lot of them. Now, don't get me wrong. R. Kelly's a piece of crap for that. Don't, don't get me wrong. I don't want anybody to misconstrue what I'm saying. Okay? He is absolutely like one of the worst of the worst. You know, he's in Jeff Epstein territory to me. You know? I'm talking about music. I'm not talking about him as a as a person and and the pain that he's inflicting on so many people by using his power. Same thing that um, Weinstein did. Same shit. Same shit, y'all. Same thing. I'm telling y'all. I knows what I be talking about. I'm going to take a little bit of a break, man, and then come back and talk some more. And plus, I got my come on, son rant coming up. It's come on, son, the podcast, baby. Come on, son, son. Let's keep it real for a moment. Quite a few people suffered financially during this pandemic, and now is the best time ever to make sure your bank account works with you and not against you. So listen, Chime is an award-winning app and debit card with no hidden fees nor monthly minimums. Listen, we all make mistakes, yours truly included. And those packed on overdraft fees are the worst. But with Chime, you get fee-free overdraft on up to $100 in debit purchases with SpotMe. It's like overdraft protection, but better. Get your paycheck, benefits, and tax return up to two days earlier with Chime's direct deposit. And again, no hidden fees or monthly minimums. My friends, join the millions on Chime. Sign up. Takes two minutes and does not impact your credit score at all. You earned your money and you deserve to keep every cent of it. So start saving and apply now at Chime.com slash EdLover. That's Chime.com slash EdLover. Chime is a financial technology company. Banking services provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $100 by Chime. Early direct deposit depends on the payer. 
Out-of-network cash withdrawal fees apply. Third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Go to Chime.com slash EdLover for details. Come on, son, son. So it's me again, and I'm back with my second part of, uh, come on, son, the podcast. I want y'all to keep your eye on what's going on with the George Floyd trial with the cop. Chauvin or whatever, however you say his name. I don't even want to speak his name, but pay very close attention to what's going on with that. Because historically, we haven't really gotten the outcome of any of these police trials that we've ever wanted, except the Laquan McDonald shooting in Chicago when that officer is actually locked up in jail. And remember, he's getting his ass kicked in and his wife was complaining about it. So the trial is going on right now. So pay close attention to what's going on in this trial. And it's televised, so you can watch it. And, if you know, most of us got DVR, so you can tape it, watch it later. But pay close attention to what's going on with that trial. Play, pay very close attention to it because, you know, everybody gets defended even if you dead ass wrong. And we saw the video and... From all of our perspectives as human beings, George Floyd didn't deserve to die for allegedly passing off a counterfeit bill. No weapon on him. None of that. He, I don't care what Candace Owens says about George Floyd's background. In the words of Jill Scott, your background, it ain't squeaky clean. Nobody is squeaky clean. He didn't deserve to die, and that's the bottom line, and this officer needs to be held responsible for it. The other officers who did not force him to take his knee off of George Floyd's neck, which caused his death, don't let him try to flim-flam you and say George Floyd had some underlying conditions that caused his death. It's all BS, so please pay attention to what's going on with this trial. Let's pay more attention to it than whatever new craze comes up or whatever new dance comes up, or whatever new challenge comes up on TikTok. That's a distraction. And those distractions are put into place on purpose. Believe it. Believe it. If you don't believe that this country has a lot of conspiracies going on with it, then you are absolutely out of your mind. If you don't believe that there was a conspiracy to silence Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and to silence Malcolm X and to silence Elijah Muhammad and to silence Marcus Garvey and to silence probably every really strong black leader that we've ever had, then there's some documentaries that you need to be watching. Straight up and down. MLK and the FBI. Intriguing. Watch that documentary. King was not assassinated by accident. He wasn't assassinated by some rogue person. I totally believe that the federal government of the United States was behind the assassination of Dr. King. Totally. They were like, we cannot afford a black messiah. Fred Hampton's murder. They had somebody infiltrate the Black Panther Party. One of our own. Come on, y'all. This stuff is not just, this is, this is not stuff that I'm making up. They could not afford a black messiah because it was about a power structure. 
although we were supposed to be separate but equal, we were never separate and equal. Never, ever. Mass incarceration was done purposely to put black males in jail. The power structure in the United States has always been as follows. White men first. White women second. Black folks as a whole somewhere all the way down the line. There's little things that can be manipulated and things that can be done. Look at Georgia with their new voting regulations. That's voter suppression again. Why? Because Georgia voted for our current president, Joe Biden, and his running mate, Kamala Harris. That's why. Because the GOP, which is mostly made up of white men, which I don't understand why anybody black would be a conservative Republican. I can understand being a liberal Republican, but a conservative Republican, I don't get it. The GOP is made up of 100% white males in power. Now, what my women that listen to this podcast has to un- have to understand is that these same white men didn't even want to give you the right to vote. They didn't want you to vote. You were supposed to be seen and not heard. For a long time in America, there were no laws against forcibly having sex with your wife. That was not considered rape. There were no laws against physically abusing your wife. It went on for years because women didn't have any rights. Women couldn't even vote. Women were treated like second-class citizens, and that includes white women. And absolutely think about you're still fighting for equal pay for men and women in this country. So as a black man, if I'm getting way less pay than my white counterparts for doing the same job, and you're getting less pay than I am, why are you believing that the GOP has your best interests at heart? They don't. It's about power. It's about the white man in America, not all, not being stereotypical, but the white man in America overall believing that all the power to do whatever they want to do, how they want to do it, and make the laws should fall into their hands because the United States of America belongs to them. It's about power. Officers that kill unarmed black men, it's not about fear. It's about power. That's all it's about. That's what it's always been about. It's, so pay close attention. Pay more attention to that than your selfies and the new filters and whatever new challenge comes up, whatever new dance comes up. Of course, have fun, but pay attention and don't disregard it because it could be you and I. It could be your son. It could be your daughter. It could be my son. It could be my daughter. I remember a long time ago, one of my favorite, if not my favorite comedian of all time, Richard Pryor where I got my knack for comedy from. Sneaking in my mother's room and going up in the top of her closet and pulling out albums like That Nigga's Crazy and other Richard Pryor albums and listening to it and reciting that stuff back at the lunchroom in school. Richard Pryor said, you go down there looking for justice and that's what you find, just us. And that, that line 
And that was from the 70s. And why in 2021 do I still remember that? Because that's the way it is and that's the way it's always been. You go down looking for justice and that's what you find. Just us. Incarcerated. Not getting a fair shake. Evidence planted. Anything in any way, shape, or form to lock us up. It's 2021. Why are we still worried about what happens if we get pulled over? Why are we still worried about what could happen to us if somebody calls the cops on us? Why, why, why are we still worrying about that? Selling loose cigarettes led to his death and nobody had to pay for it. Eric Garner, Sean Bell, get married the next day. Oh, I thought I saw a gun. But when Dylan Roof kills people in South Carolina church, he gets locked up. When the kid in Kenosha shot two people during the protest, he gets locked up and he got bailed out. He got a million dollars cash put up for him to get bailed out. Don't that show you that there's something wrong with this country? Haven't we talked about it enough? So I say all of that just to tell you to please keep on paying attention. Keep on paying attention. Now let's get to a lighter note. I want to congratulate my longtime friend and associate, D-Nice, for winning the NAACP Image Award for Entertainer of the Year. I totally agree. And a lot of times I don't agree with the NAACP Image Awards because I think sometimes they skip over people who are not stars. Like, it's you got to get to a certain level to get recognized by the NAACP. I've always felt like the NAACP should have a radio award given out for the people that's on the radio that talk to you every single day. If it's not the Breakfast Club, then it's the Steve Harvey Morning Show or it's Ricky Smiley Morning Show or my morning show or Frank Ski's morning show. <clears throat> Whoever you listen to that has like a real big impact on you. Always felt like we give off great images and we talk to you every single morning. So we should be awarded for that. But it's almost like if you don't reach a certain plateau, you don't get recognized by the NAACP. Great teachers, great neighborhood activists, people of that nature. So I was happy to see a regular dude that just decided to entertain people on Instagram by DJing. D Knights get recognized as entertainer of the year. Derek is a great guy, and it, and it couldn't even happen to a better person than my man Derek. Love him, man. Known D-Nice for a long, long time. People don't know D-Nice produced self-destruction. As a producer. People don't know a lot of stuff that D-Nice did as a producer. So big shout out to D-Nice because he was absolutely the entertainer of the year. Kept us entertained. Stayed on DJing for hours and hours and hours. D-Nice has got to be in his... KRS got to be in his 50s. So D-Nice got to be in the late 40s if he's not already 50 years old. That has a wear on you standing up for that long, even if you're DJing and you love music. After a while, your feet be hurting. And I often wondered when I was watching D-Nice on these marathon DJing sessions, did he have on a pair of Crocs? Because my Crocs is super comfortable, and I never thought that I would be a Croc guy. But I got a pair of bright yellow Crocs, and they are so damn comfortable. Mine are fur-lined. And I didn't say that to brag. I just said that they're not like 
mink fur or chinchilla or anything. It's just fur. You know, I don't know where Croc got this fur from, but they're fur-lined, and they are so damn comfortable. I actually walk my dog with my Crocs on every day. Big shout-out to my dog, Peppa, Peppa the Puppy. She's doing so well. Um, so I often wondered about that, and that just, just goes to show his dedication, how much he was willing to make us forget that we were locked in and we couldn't find toilet paper and Lysol wipes <clears throat> or even hand sanitizer at the time when people were making up this weird-ass hand sanitizers and trying to sell them to us, and we was buying them anyway. <laughs> Find out some of them had little to no, none of the ingredients that we really needed in them. So big shout-out to D-Nice. I, I am extremely, extremely happy that the NAACP recognized such a great father and a great DJ like D-Nice. And he really started making other DJs get on and DJ. He made me get on and DJ on my Instagram Live. So big shout out to D-Nice. I mean, come on, y'all. We can't say enough about how he kept us entertained. Even people that never had heard about D-Nice was following him on his Instagram page and watching him DJ and being entertained and dancing in their living room and dancing with their children requesting songs, First Lady Michelle Obama's in the room, Oprah's in the room, Lena Waithe is in the room, Halle Berry was flirting with him like crazy in the room. And, I mean, it's just, this it was just wonderful, wonderful. And I'm so, so very, very happy for him, man. He's been recognized. And he got his own Ford commercial right now, so Ford recognized him. It's about time, man, that y'all kept y'all ear to the street and found out what's really going on out here. Recognize, recognize people that are doing great things, people that are entertaining us. And he wasn't even getting paid for that. I forgot who it was, but somebody put up his cash app. And he never asked anybody to cash app him for it. He never asked Ciroc to start sending them product or other wines and stuff to start sending them product. He never asked for a hat endorsement. <clears throat> These things came organically. <clears throat> so I'm super duper happy and excited for D and for his future. He was already doing a lot of parties. He was already a big DJ in demand. But when this pandemic is over, ah, it's going to cost y'all a lot more to get the NAACP Image Award winner for Entertainer of the Year to get the Ford endorser, Ford F-150 <clears throat> national commercial, DJ to DJ your corporate event or your party. It's going to cost a lot more than that. D-Nice was the DJ that DJed Obama's parties at the White House before they went out of office. <clears throat> he was. It was DJ D-Nice that did the parties. I'll be back with my kibbutz, son. For the week, in a minute. This is Ed Lover. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. Yes, I am back with more Come On, Son, the podcast. I call this episode today, tonight, and tomorrow. There's a lot of new music out there. I hear Offset got some new music that's out. Roddy Rich got new music out. And guess who's back, y'all? Iggy Azalea. Where, with a new record called Sip It or something like that. I haven't heard it yet, but I'm not a fan of Iggy Azalea. I always thought she was whack from the beginning, but 
I'll take a listen because you're not the only whack rapper out there that's making music. So I will definitely take a listen. And after I listen, y'all, I will fill y'all in on my thoughts. Come on, son, son. But right now, it is time for Come On, Son, where I go the hell off. First of all, I would like to start a big Come On, Son to Representative Matt Getz, all right? You are now accused of having sex with a 17-year-old. What in God's name is wrong with you old white men and these underage females? Now you're talking about, oh, they're trying to extort you and put something on you. Listen, the girl said herself that she was like 15 when she first started messing with you. Come on, dog. Come on, son. The fuck out of here with that bullshit. You're disgusting, man. All you old dudes that's doing that, man, y'all disgusting, man. For real. And y'all actually look for these young underage girls. Sometimes you're on the internet looking for them. Something wrong with you, bro. Fuck out of here. You need to resign. Go about your business. Cause we, we can't do nothing with you. And speaking of people we can't do nothing with, Mischief, the manufacturing clothing shoe people, and Little Nas X, it's Good Friday, bro. Nobody wants to buy Satan shoes. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with selling Satan shoes and only making 666 pair of them. That's the mark of the devil. I don't want them. I don't want to see them. And I don't want to buy them. And come on, son of Nike for being late to react to the whole thing. Now you want to put a cease and desist order out there. When you, this was, this is last week. Why you didn't respond last week? And you get a come on, son, Nike, for not responding when your, your vice president's son was reselling shoes that he got the inside track on because his mama worked at Nike as a president, I think, or something like that. Come on, son. You know, that's bullshit. We got to go through the sneaker app and all kind of other crap to try to get a release that you and this dude had warehouses full of them, selling them and making thousands of dollars a month. Something wrong, Nike. You got to do a better job with your shoe releases. I've been said that. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Quavo, you're dumb. You are dumb enough to fight. First of all, you don't hit a woman. Okay? There's only a certain reasons that you should hit a woman. A, if she spit in your face. B, if she attacked you with a weapon. C, if you're trying to save your significant others from harm by a woman that you don't know. And you dumb enough to do this shit in the elevator, bro. And we all saw it. Okay, it was 2020. Now the LAPD is looking into it. You might be facing a canceled Quavo movement, and you just dropped a new song with the rest of the Migos. Come on, son. You are dumb. If you had enough money to give that money to Bobby Schmurter when he came out of jail, why you didn't find that goddamn tape? You looked up at the camera. You knew it was there. Why you ain't spending your money to get that tape before it got to TMZ? Come on, Quavo. You got to do better than that, bro. You got a nice jump shot. But you're not too smart, bro. That was some dumb shit. And speaking of dumb shit, the woman who's out there trying to break in Drake's mansion. What is wrong with you? That is not the way you get somebody, idiot. He does not want you. You got you got to have mental problems. And you got busted. And he got a restraining order. When somebody put a restraining order against you, that means stay away from him. Drake ain't that kind of guy. I don't wish nothing bad on Drake. I actually like Drake a lot. But come on, son of you, woman. The man don't want you. That's not how you get to somebody's heart, by breaking into their crib. 
And speaking of people who have stolen our hearts and lied to us, Rolling Stone magazine. Good Lord, son. Fuck is wrong with y'all? We just found out that y'all are Saudi-owned by Saudi Arabia, and you give millions and millions of dollars to Trump and the GOP. You're supposed to be independent and cool. I'm with everybody who is saying boycott Rolling Stone. I'm with it. You giving money to the conservative GOP Rolling Stone magazine and you're Saudi-owned and we ain't know nothing about it? Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. That's some straight bullshit, yo. That is some straight bullshit. And Michael Strahan, your April Fool's joke wasn't funny, son. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. And the come on, son, goes out to Timberland and Swiss Beats, man. If you're going to have Steve Harvey do Earth, Wind & Fire, then anything related to classic hip-hop should fall right in my lap. You know it, and I know it. So get at me, son. I'm Ed Lover. This is come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. I approve this message. That's going to do it for Come On, Son, the podcast. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week. So be good, man, and take care of yourselves. Keep God first. Happy Easter. All of that good stuff, man. Love y'all. I got some good interviews coming up, too. Mr. Chris Red is going to be with me, and Nephew Tommy is going to be on the podcast. So that's coming up in the upcoming weeks, all right? Take care of yourselves. Come on, son. Come on, son, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. No, I'm only playing. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah. Y'all keep going first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at y'all next week, man. Y'all know what it is. Come on, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.